welcome to our second part of our discussion about um, the GTA hack and um, Ubisoft, our latest news, industry news. Um, last time we talked about um, all, all all sorts of things actually about um, sexism and misogyny in GTA and whether or not female characters, whether or not female protagonists were a good thing um, or problematic and how how do these games um, evolve really and what impact are they having. So, yeah, if you haven't seen that session, then do check it out on our YouTube page. Um and one of the points that came up in the discussion was um, regarding a, a controversial hot coffee mod um, in the 2004 release of San Andreas, um, which apparently uh, allowed um, players to access a previously inaccessible minigame that had been put into the game by the Rockstar developers as an inside joke, which allowed the main character to have fully close sex with his girlfriend. Um, And this got me thinking about Ubisoft. Um, And we know that they've been plagued with all sorts of scandals um, recently um, regarding toxic behavior and um it, all sorts of things going on um in within the in within the company um but a, a new interview um for la presse um i'm don't know if i'm saying that the right way it might be presse i don't know it's french obviously <laughs> or french. Spanish. I don't, anyway it's not english <laughs> It's not a language I speak. Um, And Ubisoft uh, CEO, um, Yves Guillemot, Guillemot, uh, I should have practiced all of this before, shouldn't I? (laughs) Um, Has basically said that toxicity in the games industry comes from necessary friction in the creative process. And the suggestion being that the, the... that sort of internal harassment and toxic behaviour is um, inescapable as part of the creative process. Um, And, I mean, this is a a company that's been, you know, dealing with sexual harassment, misconduct, bullying, um, so allegedly. So all of this stuff is, uh, is is obviously a big concern. And when you have the CEO effectively going, oh, yeah, you know, we need – it's just all part of the process. It's a little bit like the stories, the sort of locker room banter that we, we heard um, a few years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, you know, it, it, it made me think about this thing that – um, the rock star developers had had put in as an in joke. It's a, it it's um, the sorts of things that would make female um, employees um, feel really uncomfortable. And I think you know, well, anyone who isn't like you know a cis white white man really yeah. um, would feel uncomfortable by those kind of in jokes those kind of that that kind of banter um and you know is that really uh, essential for the creative process and is it really something that we want to be going on behind the scenes in these games when 
the other news out today uh, or this week is that Netflix is going to start producing games. So, you know, we know that the games industry, and we're always banging on about it, is a massive industry. It's an influential industry. And is it okay to have this kind of attitude in, you know, in behind the scenes? Is that really going to create inclusive games that help to move society to, to a more compassionate and um, inclusive one. Floor. <laughs> I think um, having read his comments, he quickly came back and and said, oh, to, to, to prevent tension from becoming negative or to address it if it does, that's where strong policies, values and corresponding procedures are essential. So clearly what happened is some fucking moron who is probably fired now let him go in front of a of do an interview because mm. this 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 perspective he's clearly just an out of touch CEO person who has no idea just lives in this this bubble where everything's everything's completely fine and if there's trouble then oh, so I, 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 try things it's just happen. what happens it's uh, just what happens trouble just yeah. trouble just happens um so you just think he's he's out of touch and that speaks to the the like the because there are cutthroat capitalists who like who run disney who are nailed down on absolutely everything and they would never let someone like him talk to the public and then there are people like him who are that high level who just haven't got a clue what's going on the progress of society is completely outside of their bubble their bubble their world is exactly the same as it has been mm. he looks like he's in his 50s or 60s his mm, entire yeah. his entire career definitely yeah. so he he's coming forward and just and he th- he thinks 20 years ago probably even 10 years ago that response would have been fine would have that would be the tradition the the official response that everything would have been fine but the difference now is that media the industry of media the people have seized the means of production so now instead of because you can't rely on establishment media to call people like him out on this mm. because they mm. are the same people as yeah. as that 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 ruling class of people so they don't know but mm. then twitter comes up and goes what did you say and all these young people going we're not stupid we have eyes and ears we know what we you're you're trying to say oh everyone's at fault and the, and that is yeah, both sizing things. And that's yeah. the same with being culture war related. It's suggesting yeah. that, oh, I don't know. It's just both sides fighting and they need to just be polite to each other. And that's the answer. I think it's very dismissive what he said. And it gives the air of trying to sweep it under the carpet and move along as quickly as possible, really. Uh, and it's clearly, it's clearly not that. <laughs> And I think it's it's probably very difficult and very hurtful for a lot of people to hear, especially those that may or may not have been involved in what's been happening at Ubisoft. Um, 
but I don't want to speculate, obviously, because we don't. We're, it's all alleged at the moment. But mm. uh, but yeah, you can just imagine what people think when they hear that sort of thing coming out of the mouth of the CEO. But then I find most CEOs are generally out of touch anyway. Mm. Yeah, I mean, do we, uh, do you feel that? Um, I mean, he's saying, "Oh, you know, people need to be able to have heated discussions. People need to be able to explore um, topics that may be uncomfortable or issues that may be uncomfortable in order to get the best out of." the 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 process and the design process and and do you feel that that is that there is a, any um truth in that I mean, yeah or how do you make these scenarios safe it's i i suppose mm. i'm thinking like you know after the me too um yeah thing in in hollywood we we didn't we didn't drop sex scenes from movies. Um, what we did was bring in um, consultants to help support and make sure that everyone in those scenes was comfortable and safe and and um, people were mindful about those issues. Um, so do we feel that, that, you know, that the issue isn't that things are being said, it's that maybe... Th- there's no there's just an abandonment of you know people can behave the way they want it comes down to um what kind of safeguarding is happening Mm. and the awareness that people within ubisoft have of safeguarding and various types of abuse that could happen and just learning to identify when things are stepping over the line or when there might be concerns with colleagues or various sort of things um so it could be a workplace culture thing where there's just like either complete ignorance or like choosing to ignore or or just like a complete lack of awareness of of like how to keep things safe and how to Mm. to keep an eye out for people and and when things might be going wrong or stepping over the line or or where there are concerns that need to be identified um but that's that's fairly i know it sounds boring and uh, all about policy and procedure but at the end of the day that's what keeps everyone or at least helps to keep everyone safe um but you can't even begin to implement or put in policies if you're not conscious that the exactly. that these things might make people uncomfortable that, a problem. that they might be problematic yeah, yeah exactly absolutely. yeah so yeah it's, that's the whole thing i think uh general awareness of of what all these things are and what they mean to different people mm. is really important i think it comes back to that at his at his like high level in his world everyone's powerful and wealthy mm. and he thinks if someone has a problem with me i wouldn't take it personally and you think why why would anyone else people can have disagreements um but that people like him can't make decisions about people outside of his bubble because whenever you you say all oh, this this relationship needs to be 
this you need to be able to have friction and heated discussions you need to make that place safe and equal yeah. and if you just take if you don't change anything in your workplace that is just the way things are in society there is profound power imbalances mm-hmm. in in society and those just move straight into the workplace so there's no amount of it's tricky because i'm of the opinion that culture always overpowers policy because because say like look at the uh the metropolitan police in london they're supposed to be um, protect, protect and serve, keep people safe, and yet they have this horrifying, just rogue agency-like behaviour where they ignore powerful people um, breaking the law and they brutalise women and ignore women and brutalise black people and minorities because it's the culture. And the people, the the people in charge, they're supposed to be the referees. And so they're supposed to be the ones enforcing the the rules and the regulations and the safeguarding, saying the people we care about are the people who are vulnerable, rather than going, if you say, oh, I'm not going to take sides, you're taking the side of the, the people who have the most power, Mm. Um, imbued with them already and that is always men Mm. in society in general so say for example going out dating for example why don't they just say oh why don't women just say no because the there is it's not an equal Mm. it's they're not they're just women have to change their behavior yeah it's yeah yeah, it's the illusion of equality Mm. It's not enough to. Sorry, Alex. I was just going to say an interesting thing about safeguarding is also that it's not necessarily that these things aren't being noticed, they might be being noticed, but when it comes to actually reporting them, there's a lot of barriers in the way as well. Like there could be concerns about the person getting in trouble for reporting it or just like not knowing how to, not knowing um, whether it will impact on. All sorts of different things, really. There's all sorts of things um, that that uh, present themselves as barriers to, to actually following through with these procedures. And also, like, you might be worried about um, not being listened to, not being believed, especially if you're a woman reporting to a man, for example. Like, there's all sorts of different scenarios in which in which there are barriers that exist or have the potential to exist in an unhealthy workplace culture. I think I think you're absolutely right, Matt, about the interplay between culture and um, policy. Um, I think that, you know, in order to see genuine change, there has it has to be a culture a culture shift that has to happen. Um, and but policy um, is one of the th- the things that can help to shift that dial if it's properly managed as as you're saying Alex you know like Mm. there has to be you have to believe that if you report 
a problem you know if it's you it, followed, it's going yeah. to get properly properly handled and you are going to be safe in yeah. that process and I think you know this is why increasingly I'm of the opinion you know it's not good enough to simply not be sexist or not be racist you have to be anti-racist and anti-sexist you know you have to be proactively pushing in the opposite direction because it's because it's not enough to as you said Matt it's not enough to just sort of say I'm not taking sides because you know that is the same as you know not getting involved it's allowing you're you're you are you are supporting something by the absence of pushing back against Mm. it and and so I think you know from my personal perspective in my personal journey through all of these issues has become much more about being proactively um against these things and actually doing as much as I can to um, influence society and influence the people around me. Um, And that's really quite challenging a a lot of the time because then you become that woman who's always raising those things and and making people think about stuff. But luckily I'm surrounded by a lot of those (laughs) those people and you know and I and so I'm just one of many who's always got an opinion about something um but I think it's interesting because um Xbox is launching um this was another news thing that came up today Xbox is launching Project Amplify um which is that they they're trying to address the lack of diversity and lack of black developers in 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 the games industry and i think that was making me think you know that if these scenario situations ha- you know if there is this sort of attitude that like well we've got to be able to talk about this stuff and you've you've got to be uh, you've got to be uh, all right because that's part of the creative process and we don't really have a problem it's 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 just a few people are a bit oversensitive and well they can always go to hr and these whole kind of attitudes coming down from the top it's not going to make these environments very i mean you know we talked last time about you know do these things make women want to be want to play these games want to be involved in making these games and i think it's the same in this it's not going to make people want to want to move into these industries if it's if you've got this sort of yeah these these attitudes that like oh you've got to get over it and then you know as a as a woman as as a as as a uh, black person you know whatever you're going to go into these things and say actually no i don't i don't I, I there are other jobs I can do where I don't have to go in and have a fight every day you know I don't have to deal with um microaggressions and and all of that um yeah that's partially why I'm I'm cautiously optimistic about the future because like you say companies massive corporations are realizing that there's money to be made in taking a a proactive anti something bad stance um so like the nfl for example when colin kaepernick first um took a knee um to um draw attention to black lives matter he is still completely blacklisted from the nfl but now almost all the NFL players have something like end racism or even Black Lives Matter 
um, on their helmets. It's on the pitches. They're realizing that we can make a lot of money by stances. And hopefully they're going to drown in the, in the positive environment that they create because whereas in the past it would just be a woman, you have to do a sex scene and you get pressured into doing it. Now then hopefully over the last very uh, unfortunately short period of time, that is not being seen as an acceptable thing to say to a, to an actress. Mm. Um, And they have to come out and say, oh, we're proactively against these things. And they're hopefully painting themselves into a corner Mm. by following, following the money. Because if you've got black lives back, there was a, so there was a, um, a, an NFL coach who was recorded referring to his, I think it was his own players as N words. Um, and that was recorded and he was fired. If that had been 20 years ago, he probably would have just carried on as it was. Mm. So the, 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 yeah, the, like the, the matrix of acceptable behavior is shrinking. Yeah. And, but the people at the very top, they're still in that bubble and people like him who they, I imagine they protect him from the knowledge that there are black people in games. They protect (laughs) them so that eventually it will just reach up to them. And then, (laughs) then things crossed. I mean, the um, Microsoft um, research or some research that they've done as part of this um, new sort of drive, they they found that only 2% of professionals in the video game industry are black, which compares to the US population, which is 13%. So, you know, it's it's considerably lower. So it clearly is not – they're not spaces that are – encouraging people yeah. to, to go yeah. in, to, to move into those industries. But I agree with you, Matt, and I think, you know, that, that things are definitely changing and societal attitudes are changing. And I think that's why we see such this such a kickback against the the sort of woke um idea. Um because, you know, because it's winning. And, you know, it is actually making progress. I mean, only Yesterday we saw um, some, or today we've seen one of um, one of the Labour MPs have lost the whip because of a a racist comment that she made about Quasicata and in mm. in a fringe meeting yesterday, and she's apologised profusely for for that, but it was extremely quick, you know, and it and it was racist what she'd said, you know, and it and it and it was it's it's good to see that you know and it's and it's good that people people need to see that if you say these things that there are there, re- there are yeah yeah so i think it's getting think, harder to be a i was just going to say it's it's being car- harder to be a casual dickhead mm-hmm. now because mm-hmm. just say mental health for example now, in in the past, you've said oh, I'm feeling a, a particularly a, a boy or especially a man 
saying, oh, I'm feeling a bit worried and, and sad, most of like male people would go, oh, you're being pathetic. You're, you're being a girl, being all sad. Whereas now, if you've got a group of five guys and one of them says that, if one of them says said what they would have said 10, 15 years ago, most likely three out of the four would turn and go, what the fuck is wrong with you? Mm. It's being so much more. People can go, what the fuck is wrong with you? And trust that the majority of people will probably go, dude, that was that was fucked up, mate. Yeah. yeah, And we can move on from there rather than being in a world full of the people who exactly. um, who are being all angry and scared that they're being called out for their behaviour. Mm. Mm. So, I mean, we can, we can feel, I suppose, maybe a little bit of positivity in that um, rock stars like secret mini game was from, you know, goes back to 2004 and hopefully they've learned some lessons. Haven't gone through the whole timeline of their um, bad behavior. So maybe I'd learn something different if I did that. Um, And, you know, but we are at least seeing Microsoft sort of stepping up and saying, actually, we need to be uh, proactively tackling this issue. And that makes people like the Ubisoft CEO, you know, seem a little bit out of touch, as you exactly. said, you know, and maybe, maybe, you know, he's, he's going to have to have, a, a, and, and obviously he did, you know, he came out, he said these things and somebody's got, taken him to one side and said, look, mate, we can't do that anymore. And he's, and he's released a sort of, yeah, like kind of tried to backtrack and explain it. Oh, you just didn't understand me, but yeah. at least he's had to do that. So, you know, yeah. that, that, that is happening. Um, so perhaps there's a bit of you know bottom up stuff going on as well as 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 this sort of top down crappy attitudes and and these people will be moving out of the industry as, and the you know new generations moving up and so so maybe there is hope for the hope for the movement yeah <laughs> for the movement for yeah. the games industry in general there is the unfortunately social and economic things are socially things are getting better economically <laughs> I think it's going to get it's going to get yeah. it's going to be a tough few decades oh, no. I think I'm going to have to get a tattoo of that <laughs> <laughs> so um we've got a few minutes a few minutes left but um what would anyone is there anything that anyone would like to add that they that we haven't covered today. Um, it, 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 it made me think of the um, uh, the whistleblowing in general, hmm. because sharing information that isn't supposed to be shared or isn't. Uh, allowed to be shared whether for good or or evil um with games that it doesn't matter it's just unfortunate for the company it doesn't matter Mm -hmm. um so but when it's for a company like uber that is where whistleblowing is profoundly important corporations and governments they need to 
that's where whistleblowing is most vital, but it is also one of those third rail things that corporation governments will never will never like support just for example edward snowden and julia julian assange mm. they revealed horrifying things that the u.s military um did and they're still trying to destroy him um but so that's that's the that's the opposite end of well socially things are getting better but on the economic and political side, they'll say, oh, we can have black people in our game, but we won't let you tell the world that we committed war crimes. Yeah. Those are, that's the, that's the, that's going to be the, those points coming together, seeing if the social side can eventually drown out that Mm. side. Mm. but I think that's we've got a, a while to go yet. And that's about power balance as well, isn't it? I mean, you know, the yeah. games industry is a powerful and, <laughs> and financially lucrative industry, but it is just an industry. And, you know, there's a big difference between sharing that information and when you're sharing information, yeah, like you say, about war crimes or um, industries like committing crimes effectively against their staff or whatever um if that's the sort of things that 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 you're you're releasing then you're going to hit a much stronger wall i think in in response to that mm. so it's it it does come down to power as as these things always do and i think it's um It'd be interesting to see how how the financial crisis, infl- you know, impact on that power balance as well. Actually, so, yeah. I'm always I always think about the um, the film Ants <laughs> or the Bug's Life. Mm-hmm. The bug, is it a Bug's Life when they when um, one of the one of those two anyway, where they're all scared of the 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 um, grasshoppers. That's Bug's Life. Yeah, I take them back. And I think it's such an important thing that, you know, it, it and this is why they, they're constantly, you know, saying that the police govern by govern police govern us by consensus. You know, we as a society, we agree to listen to that and abide by them, their rules or let them tell us what we can and can't do. And so there is there is a a social contract there that that and you know when you start breaking it as i would argue the government in the uk is doing right now you know when you start breaking that that um agreement then then all bets are off aren't they and i think yeah, yeah so we be the younger people i think the younger young people in particular we've been told follow the rules and everything will be fine and we're finding out the rude awakening of oh all that time they were telling us to follow the rules it was just to stop us realizing how much they're robbing us and yeah robbing us of our future yeah and another another thing that 
if it had happened 20 years ago, it would be completely positive, is that the, the, the wealth gap between the wealthiest and the rest of us is growing and growing and growing. Um, so the, the amount of people in the population who will go, who hate upwards now, is just going to get bigger and bigger. Mm. Whereas in recent history, I would have included myself. There was this middle class of like the buffer mm. of going, oh, every, everything's everything's fine. We're following mm. the rules. It'll be fine. And now that middle class is being squeezed up and up yeah. and up. And yeah. we're starting to go, oh, hang on. Has it always been like this? Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Do you have anything else you wanted to add, Alex? No, other than that, it's just really nice for us all to be back. Um, yeah, I was yeah. thinking that. It, it's really, really nice. It's been far too long. Yeah. Well, b- before we all go, I just want one, like, one positive game-related snippet from you, whether it's something you're looking forward to, a success you've had in a game, a new kit bit of kit whatever just something positive to finish the episode on i've been playing a little game i think it's uh free on playstation plus for this month so there's not much longer to get it uh, but it's called toem i think it's how you pronounce it t-o-e-m and it's just a really chilled like little indie game uh, where you just go around and take pictures and uh, solve little puzzles and do little quests and and it, you get to stamp your card with a stamp. Um, and it's all very wholesome and lovely. And it's all in black and white. Oh, wow. Um, which is really cool. So if you haven't had a look and you want something really chilled out and quite short to play, then I recommend that. It's nice. Oh, I'll definitely have to check yeah. that out. I've been um I'm been getting very excited about um the new Monkey Island game oh, which has come yes. out. So I played the originals <laughs> way back in the olden days when <laughs> they were very pixelated and um, but they were awesome games and so much fun and very see and um very excited because i'm going to download it on i'm gonna get it on my um switch and take it away on holiday with me in october so i'm um i'm I'm going um on a tour around up in the scottish highlands so i'm expecting some rainy evenings (laughs) sat in my caravan (laughs) camper van um playing on this so yeah that's why i'm i'm been quite excited about that what about you matt what have you i've been playing fallout 4 for quite a while now and um i've discovered a a hack to basically have unlimited money which is you can set up (laughs) You can set up um, uh, communities, and you can build, build, turn it into like a proper community. Like with, um, you build houses. You can have power. You can have defenses. You can have shops. You can have gardens. You can have everything. Oh wow! There's, uh, you can build because obviously it's a nuclear apocalypse. The water isn't clean. No. You can build water purifying stations. And there's 
if you if you produce more of a resource than you've got people to use it, um, it gets stored in your um, in your little trunk that you keep everything in. Um, and if you've got thirteen people and you set up water pumps to service four hundred people, <laughs> um, you get a swimming pool. <laughs> <laughs> you get hundreds of bottles of water <laughs> that you can go and sell. Absolutely. And uh, it's an awesome for quite a while. So that nice. might have to anyone doing um, for, or in the apocalypse. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank you so much for sharing all of that. Um, thank you so much, guys. It's been a pleasure as always. Um, please check. We're doing shorter episodes um, at the moment um, because we thought we'd do m- more for you that way. Um, and so please do keep an eye on our social media platforms. We're on Facebook, Twitter, Twitch, YouTube. <laughs> um, technically Spotify and ones. Oh Spotify and yeah, yeah and um I June's Apple Podcast. Apple Yeah. Yeah. The one I don't use. Well that's iTunes well, stop now. <laughs> I don't know, is it? I don't know. It's been it's been people have been unsure for ten years. Okay. Well anyway, find us there and like us give us some five stars. 10 stars um and um yeah we'll see you soon thank you very much bye we hope you enjoyed that episode of gaming the system if you want to support us you can donate to us through our paypal by sending it to we are gaming the system at gmail.com if you want to send us a one-off donation if you want to donate to us monthly you can subscribe to our patreon at patreon.com slash gaming the system Until next time, bye-bye.